Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 166. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you to the folks at FXR Racing. Of course, Phil Nicoletti, Enzo Lopes, uh, many Brock Tickle, uh, Chris Kiefer, Mike Brown, all wearing FXR Racing. Their, their off-road and motocross gear has become an industry standard among both amateur and the pro ranks with their ever-evolving gear lines that provide quality, durability, at the same time, extreme comfort. It's no doubt FXR is the number one choice for all of those guys that I just mentioned. FXRRacing.com to learn more. And the folks at Racetech, Motorworks Suspension Work, they can do great work with either uh, either end of your bike. And Pulp21 is the code. You can save on parts or service. Uh, spring rates, uh, get a, get the right spring rate in your bike, get some motor work done. If you are a hop-up shop, they can do the work for you with their CNC machines. Uh, they can sign an NDA and do some work for you and pass that on, uh, that great service. So Chris Blos and uh, many, many riders over the years have won with Racetech, Racetech.com. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Also presented by Namira Pistons, Roost MX, Firepower, and Maxis. We'll get into all that later in the show. This is the FXR Racing Racetech Suspension Privateer Island Life. Good buddy of mine. Uh, he was uh, he was a factory rider at one point, but we're putting him in the privateer list anyways. It's Josh Woods. What's up, Woodrow? How are you, man? What's up, Steve, man? Hey, I'm just working my butt off trying to get ready for uh, for some races coming up here this weekend. Yeah, GPF, of course, you're the owner of GPFMX.com, Georgia Practice Facility, the OG practice facility, huh, Woodrow? <laughs> yeah, oh, the OG for sure, yep. Yeah, we're the first ones, and... Um, still here, you know, 20 plus years later. Still yeah. Doing it. Yeah. That's awesome. No, and it sounds like it's doing really well for you and that's super cool. Hey, you don't mm-hmm. mind being on a privateer podcast, even though you were a factory rider at one point, right? Well, I, I did a little bit of privateering too. So okay. I think I can, uh, I can, can handle it. It all works, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm uh, happy to be on with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, GPFMX.com. So wh- you got a, you got a big race coming up this weekend. What, what, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so this is our third annual uh, scholarship race that we're doing called the Cash for Class. And, um, you know, we've done really good with raising money over the last couple of years and keep kind of raising up the purse each year. And um, it's cool, man. We're, we're trying to reinvent the way we give back in motocross, right? Uh-huh. So, um, you know, we started this concept a couple of years ago. Um, originally, the concept started with uh, Andre Lee from OnTrack. And... And we've been friends with them for a long time. A lot of the kids that, that train here do on-tracks homeschool. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's kind of a good fit. And we were in the point where we were talking about going racing and got together and kind of said, let's do it. So, you know, we uh, committed to doing races and cleared some trees to put in a 42-man gate and, and made uh, made GPF uh a, a racetrack so um it's gone good so we're um we're happy and this year we're doing uh we're paying back seventeen thousand five hundred fifty dollars in scholarship money to nice. uh for across 13 classes so and then payback cool. payback for the pros yeah so we're doing a, a separate um you know I, I wanted to do something with supercross we decided we got a wild hair and we decided to put lights on our supercross track this year okay <laughs> and and so i was like well if we got them, we might as well use it, right? So let's do a Supercross race Saturday night at the cash for class. And so I kind of got on the phone and, you know, scrounged up some more money to, to come up with a purse for that. So we're doing a, a $5,000 AB All-Star Supercross race on Saturday night. Nice. Oh, lots of things yeah. going on then. Yeah, you got everything. Yeah, man. So this is your th- yeah. this is your third year, year yep. one to year two. You saw good growth. And I guess uh, I imagine yeah, you're, hoping, we- you're hoping the same thing for this one. Yeah, same thing, right? So we we kind of, we doubled from year one to two, and trying to do the same. I mean, I don't know if we'll double, but 
you know, and if we can just kind of keep keep that growth going, I, I think there's a buzz about it now, right? right so, and, right. and this scholarship thing's kind of getting a little bit of traction. Um, they did one at Paula a few weeks ago. They made their um, the, the I don't know what race they call it, mm-hmm. whatever race they did at Paula a few weeks ago, amateur race. They uh, they gave out scholarship money at that race, so I think it's a concept that's going to catch on, right? So I know on tracks looking for other facilities that want to do something like it. Um, but it's hard because you're, you know, the tracks are required to come up with the money, right? right. So, um, we're really, really lucky and more than we ever knew that we have a lot of community, uh, support for our race. And so we've raised a lot of money locally. Um, you know, we have one main donor MMCR who helps us out a ton. And, um, and then, you know, local support, the local businesses here, the, even the city has been really, really cool and in, involved in it and helping us out every way they can. So it's been good. And the on-track thing that Andrea Lieb does, that, that's real schooling. It's not some of the bullcrap homeschooling that you've, he- you've heard about over the years, right? No, it's, yeah. it, it's uh, you know, with the Internet stuff now, it's a lot harder to cheat your way through it, right? Like you actually have to be interactive with it. Mm-hmm. And on-track is awesome with interaction with their kids. And right. it's nice because I have access to their grades. So all the kids that are on, act- on, on track, you know, like if, yep. if one of them gets behind, I get a phone call. And we say, okay, well, I guess you're not riding until you get caught up. So nice, um, yeah. You know, it's it's cool. It's a way for us to keep them accountable. It's a big deal for us. And you know, we actually have a schoolroom here on site, and uh, we had enough on track students here to for on track to pay a tutor to come every week work with them. Oh wow! So we have oh. a yeah, we actually have a tutor that comes and works with them every Wednesday. So I, I don't know for sure, Woodrow, but I'm guessing you're the only facility that would have a tutor. <laughs> at, at um, <laughs> probably the only one that has a schoolroom. Yeah, right? I would think so, so. I would think so. Yeah, we have it. We have a dedicated schoolroom. So I mean, that's a. I think it's really important, you know, and 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 it's you know, there's there's some kids at MTF two that do on track, and so they'll actually come over and use our schoolroom mm-hmm. and uh, and and the tutor. So it's it's been a good fit for us. We would definitely want to make sure they're uh, getting their education. So I was texting with Davey the other day about A-Ray or something else, and I don't know how it came up, MTF came up. He said, I was MTF before there was MTF. <laughs> I was like, yep, yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, that's really cool. So that's this weekend. Uh, it's not too late to sign up and head over there. Uh, again, All you got a lot of classes, and uh, mm-hmm. you got you got pro pro payback as well. Is your soupy track full full deal? It's it's a little in between. I mean, okay. it's a little gnarly. Like I, I'm nervous putting little bikes out there. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, you know, it's got it's got one full rhythm section that's pretty big. It's got some big three three in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I haven't put a set of whoops in it yet. I'm going to build them tomorrow. So, um, you know, again, been waiting for that. I just had a whoop pad, and uh, so it's just a straightaway. And now it's we'll put some whoops in, and they'll be kind of in between. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, trying to make it to where guys can be comfortable racing with motocross stuff and not kill themselves. So. Yeah, exactly you right. Know? Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. Uh, you want end, end anybody's days. Yep. And and end anybody's days early. Yeah. Uh, yep. GPFMX.com for more information on that. It's a super cool deal. I like the scholarship stuff. You know, you know me, Woodrow. We've been friends for a long time. I these, yeah. these facilities and the amateur stuff is is, is pretty pretty intense and getting pretty gnarly um there's more facilities popping up all the time i love to see the fact that you're actually you know doing something that'll help out people and uh 
And I feel like there's a little more responsibility at your place than there is at some of these other Wild West facilities. So I like that, you know? We try. Yeah, yeah. we try. Yeah. Like, so it's, it, I'm, I'm lucky. And, you know, my, my family all lives here. My parents live here on property. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, me and my dad are business partners in this, right? So we kind of, uh, you know, run all this and make the decisions together. And, and, you know, my mom, we kind of can't call her the, the warden around here. She keeps all the kids in check from, yeah tearing up grass or doing something dumb so right um (laughs) they might even be a little scared of her at times so (laughs) that's might be i think it's a good thing right do you look at some of the facilities that pop up uh new ones and see what they're doing good or bad or do you keep your do you keep your ears to the ground on that kind of stuff because i mean obviously you want clientele and you don't want to lose any clientele you want to make sure you're providing the best experience for the money for these people Mm -hmm. how much does that come into it i mean like i said you're og you've been there for so long but mm-hmm. does it does it come into it at all? Um, you know, yeah, we're always trying to you know uh, come up with things to make it better, right? And and mm-hmm. you know, obviously with MTF being right next door, you can look over there to kind of see what they're doing, and um, you know. But you know, I think we kind of have our own lane here, you know, where yep. we, you know, we're we're able to do it at a lower cost than probably most facilities because we've been for one, we've been doing it for so long that everything here is basically paid for. Um, and two, we're a family run business, right? So we don't have, I have one guy that works for me, you know? So, um, other than that, me, we, you know, family does it all. So, um, you know, we keep it, you know, keep it close and, and, uh, you know, we're able to afford to do other stuff or or maybe not charge as much as say some of the other facilities, Mm -hmm. um, keep our costs down a little bit, but I think we're still giving them a really good program. So, and don't you, don't you cap the amount of people that, that, that go there? full-time yeah so yeah. basically we have you know the cap would be if we fill all the campsites when i run out of campsites i'm somewhere i kind of yep um cap it at that right so um but there's always a pretty big turnover every year right like you'll lose you know anywhere from five to ten guys one year you know and you kind of rebuild and so um you know as we get busy like into january february is when we kind of start getting full so right um we get the winter months right people start looking to ride so um you know to get really busy during then like this time of year is busy too because minio is coming up so yeah you know right now we got tons of people and then people coming in early for our race and um we're actually going to shut the track down here for the next couple of days just to kind of get it ready so right nice yep. um again thanks to the folks at firepower they've got oil now it's made by a leading oem manufacturer is the highest quality they offer standard mineral oil all the way to ester fortified full synthetic racing oil Firepowerparts.com at your local dealer. Uh, go to firepowerparts.com to learn more and uh, ask your local shop. They've got the chains that Chiz uses and uh, go for Dunes Honda, of course, using the batteries in the chains. Uh, yeah, please check it out, firepowerparts.com. Uh, they support the privateers as uh, as they should, um, and we do a lot of things on this podcast. Of course, Chiz uh, Chiz was uh, was Chiz up in Canada when you were there? Or were you done by then? You were down. You were done by then. Yeah. Uh, no, he was there. 125s? Gosh, he, he must have been early, two, you know, mid-2000s he was there. Yeah, so when was your last so, year up there? So I was, I raced there at 07. I rode oh. for OTSFF. My last year racing, during that season, I ended up having a, a pretty bad head injury that, that ended my racing. But um, but I rode a few of the rounds up there that year anyways. Yeah, so all right. So Chiz was around back then, mm-hmm. and uh, Woodrow now on the phone. Thanks to the folks at firepowerparts.com for making this thing happen. Namira Pistons as well. Since 2001, Namira has been supplying factory-level pistons and gaskets for every make and model, from two wheels to four, from weekend warriors to top athletes. 
Namir's advanced piston tech is increasing your performance and reliability without increasing your budget. Follow them on Instagram or visit them online at namira.com to see the latest application updates. Uh, and on the Race Tech FXR Privateer Island Podcast, Josh Woods. Woodrow, so we were uh, – our buddy the Noof was in the studio on Monday. Ryan Lockhart, yeah. you were once teammates with him. What was that like, a young Noof coming up trying to be – Man, so, so, yeah, yeah I, so I started and ended my pro racing career in Canada. So, I mean, we were both young. We both rode for Ron Ashley to Okazaki yep. um, in 2000. And, um, you know, I was probably 17. I think Noof was only 16. So uh, it was kind of fun, you know. And <laughs> we had different, uh, a little bit different way of doing it up there. Where I think New stayed on the road for the whole series, and yeah. I got to fly in and out every week. So as part of my deal, so I would fly in to the uh, to the next round and hear all the stories of what they'd been up to that week. Right. So <laughs> it was uh, kind of, you know, jealous of some of the stuff they got to do. But uh, right, right. for for my racing career, it was probably good that I got to go home. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It was funny. We were talking to Dubok uh, this weekend at the World Vets, and he, mm-hmm. of course, he went up to Canada for one year. I think it was 01. Uh, won the no, cha- 2000. 2000. Won That's the championship yeah. on a YZ426 or whatever. It was kind of, yeah. you know, something that Yamaha wanted to do. And I, <clears throat> I said to Noof, I was like, hey, man, like, Dubok kind of kind of ran away with that, didn't he, if I remember right? And he said, no. Nah. He said Woods gave him a run here and there. Woods could beat him once <clears throat> in a while. What do you remember about that? Um, yeah, I was tall. I was young, right? I was 17 racing and I rode out West. I rode just 250. When the series came East, you know, they had hired me to ride 125s and I was second in points when the series came East. So they said, well, what do you think about riding both bikes? And <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, last year, everybody rode both bikes. Mm-hmm. Well, the difference was, is, you know, when, you know, I think everybody kind of paced themselves a little bit when they rode both, they had to have, right. right? There's no way they didn't. Um, and I didn't know how to do that back then. So um it was really tough when we got to the east coast and i had to start riding both classes um <laughs> yeah i just it just you know i just knowing what i know i didn't know enough about nutrition you know i didn't know how to take care of my body you know yeah. and i had major protein deficiencies and stuff so getting myself really sick you know so like by the i'd be good for the first three motors by the last one of the day i was struggling you oh know? really so, um, yeah yeah but i still picked up some moto wins there towards the end and um yeah you know, I was really good on the 125 up there that year, um, but uh, but learned a lot, man. Racing with Doug, I mean, he was shit. Um, he's probably 35 then, maybe. He was, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he was old then, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, learned a lot racing with him and learned how to be smart, man. He right. would just he would just outsmart me. You know, I mean, I remember one of the rounds I rode the whole moto chasing him, mm-hmm. passed him with three laps to go. And he passed me back on the last lap and just yarded me. Right, like, I right. was just, I was done. He just, he just outsmarted me. You know, um, <laughs> he was like, so. "Go ahead, go, go off." Yeah, no, yeah. he did. He he totally played coy, and I think I surprised him when I caught him, right? Because yeah. he had kind of been running away at some of the races, and um, just uh, it was fun though. I learned, like I said, I learned a lot. Yeah, so it was good. Did you feel like you were at the time? You know, look, looking back at the time, like I remember, like you know, our, our guy Kelly Smith, the guy I worked for, obviously for a couple mm-hmm. of years. You know, he got on that four-stroke, and he did start doing really well uh, as a privateer. And, and I remember nice. there being some debates, like, ah, you know, 125s are better in certain spots, and 250Fs are better in certain spots, and we didn't quite know, and we didn't know how much the bike helped. And looking mm-hmm. back on it, the four-strokes were so much help, right? And they, they oh, made – Oh, way better. Yeah, yeah, they made heroes out of a lot of guys. But we didn't mm-hmm. – I mean, you'll, you'll vouch for this. We didn't really think like that back then. 
It was like, no, eh, some good, I, I some bad. No. So I was racing for KTM when that whole transition happened, right? So yep. that 03 to 04 is when we saw it happen in the 250 class. And it was, we went from having the best bikes on the track to some of the worst bikes on the track in one year. Yeah. You yep. know, where it just, um, we lost power and, and everybody else kind of gained. So I think uh, unleaded fuel came in that same year. And so the our two strokes actually lost horsepower um, going into '04, and uh, you know everybody else was on 250s that year, and it was pretty tough to compete. So I mean, the four strokes were you know they were carbureted and they were heavier than they are now and yep. that kind of stuff. But still, I don't think we realized just how much of an advantage they were for those early guys. I remember Keith Johnson did really well yep. outdoors on a 250f, and we were like, "Oh, look at KJ," and and he's a great rider. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it was like a little bit like, "Oh, wait." Why is he doing yeah. that? You know? Um, <laughs> yep. So when you were racing Dubok, were you just like, oh my God, this bike? Like, I can't, like, I can't. <laughs> like, did you feel like you had equal equipment or at the time were you like, oh, no? Man. I think I was riding a stock bike for the first part of the season um, just because I didn't, I never really rode a mod 250 before at 17, right? So uh-huh. I was, well, let's not do too much to it. And like I said, when we started the series, it was just supposed to be, well, let's ride the West rounds, let's get yeah. ready for the East, and we're going to switch to 125. It really wasn't meant for me to do the whole thing. Well, I went out. I actually won the first round, and that's where it it, it all kind of changed. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so I, you know, that race I was just telling you about, where I had chased him down yeah. and passed him, and he actually passed me back going down a big straightaway. I remember, and it was like, and and I'm, I remember watching on video. And it, it was he just blew by me going down that straightaway, <laughs> and you know that was when we decided like, well, I guess I think we tried modifying my bike a little bit after that, but. Right. Um, it's still hard to compete, man. He and you know, plus Doug, I think he had access to factory Yamaha stuff. Not that he had factory bike, but, yeah, but, but, but yeah. he had he knew exactly how to set that thing up for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so oh yeah, yeah. B- besides being a smart racer, he knew about bike setup. He knew how to things to do with bike. Yep. Alan Olson was up with him, right? Alan's super smart yep. guy. So yeah, it was it was fun. Good times for for Woodrow for a young Woodrow. Uh, yeah, and JSR cool. would drop in every now and then that year, right? Yeah, yeah, he rode a couple of rounds, I think two of the rounds. So, yeah, 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 had a little bit of battles with him. That was fun. Did you ever make? Uh, did you make a lot of money up in Canada, or did you make more like when you're on KTM down down the U.S.? How did you do uh, financially? KTM was definitely the best. Yeah, um, just because of salary. Um, but I did pretty good. I mean, in Canada, like the first year, obviously I did it for free. Yeah, you know, I didn't get paid anything. Um, but I still won enough. I. I was winning enough to to come out pretty good right all my expenses were paid for and so for a 17 year old i probably made 30 grand that year you know which was awesome yeah um and uh you know the next year i got paid per round and got you know a little bit got paid a little bit more i didn't do as good than the following year just because of some injuries but Mm -hmm. um but uh but it was good and then when i went back i went back to canada in 07 right and i got paid decent you know so Yep. It was good. Yeah, it uh, it's definitely different from from nowadays. I don't think those guys are making a ton, but back then it was you know things were better. Were you? Yeah, it was good. Was two thousand like it, yeah. it exploded right? Because yeah. I rode ninety nine. I went from Loretta's B class. And I went to Walton the very next week, and and rode pro. And I rode both class. Back then, everybody rode both classes in ninety nine, and uh, I ended up winning both overalls. But um. Uh, from 99 to 2000, the pits were totally different, right? Like, two-wheel was the only team in 99. And in 2000, there was seven or eight teams up right, there. Right, You know, with, with rigs and good setups and, you know, paying money. And so yeah. it, was, it kind of exploded. Yeah, and did you get any help from Kawasaki Canada? Were they around much? 
Yeah, um, you know, like luckily for me, I had my whole I had a whole U.S. program going on too, right? right? So right. I had to race up there, but I still had to do. I was committed to doing Loretta's and stuff here, and so the first year I rode for two wheel, I basically rode all my own. It was the, the one twenty five, especially was all my stuff. Yeah, right. It was my. I ran pro circuit suspension, pro circuit motors. Everybody else on the team ran you know, FMF stuff. And I think, you know, they ran pro action. And, right, right. and so there was a little bit of, you know, I think some of the guys on the team weren't too were super happy because I had just better stuff. But, you know, I mean, I, that was kind of my idea when I went up there was, yeah. okay, I'm going to run, yeah. I'm running my tires. I'm going to run my suspension. I was like, I got all these U S commitments. And so for the, the next year, in one, we were able to kind of tie our sponsors together a little bit better. So, you know, they had switched to pro circuit and some other stuff. So it kind of right. worked out. Who was the, uh, who was a, one of the best Canadian riders that you saw talent wise or whatever that really never, never did much. Was there anybody like, uh, like that, uh, that mm. comes to mind? Like somebody that you were like, man, this kid, if he could just, you know, get a good ride or he could figure it out or whatever, you mm-hmm. always thought it was pretty good. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, I put you on the spot with this one, Woodrow. Be- Be- Beats was pretty good, man. I thought Beats would be better. Yeah, you know, he just, yep. um, you know, because he they trained here for a while. Um, you know, all the the Blackfoot Hunt Yamaha guys trained here for a while. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, T Dags. Yep, yep. So, you know, man, I guess amazing that guy's still racing, still yeah. doing what he is. <laughs> I right? know, right? So, I know. It's pretty I've, impressive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Beats was uh, Newf and I were talking about it. Uh, Kyle Beaton. Uh, he made mm-hmm. four or five Supercross main events and, and mm-hmm. one na- Canadian Nationals and never won a title, crashed, bike break, whatever, right? This stuff, yep. stuff would happen to him for sure. Yep. Uh, again, check out gpfmx.com for more on this uh, scholarship race. It's coming up this weekend from, from uh, down there in GPF. Uh, how many entries are you looking at, Woodrow? What are you thinking? I don't, I don't know. I Honestly, I've been trying to stay away from looking at the pre-entry list. Um, you know, we didn't incentivize pre-entry, so I don't know that a lot of people would right right i mean it's uh really not a reason to pre-enter but but it's it's an option anyways for those that wanted to and it's still up um so i don't know i i don't i don't know right like so last year i think we had you know 400 entries so we're hoping to kind of top that for this year nice well hopefully hopefully it works out for sure um yeah. a couple more things to bench race for, for you about but first i want to tell you guys folks i want to tell you folks about max's tires a ray Max's Tires, uh, Jace Kessler, Max's Tires now, uh, Kay Clayson, Max's Tires, MXST is developed by Jeremy McGrath and used by the Max's Honda team, SGB Honda team. Uh, they also have great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires, Max's.com. If you haven't thought about Max's for a while and you're in the market for some tires, uh, absolutely think about those guys. So thanks to them for uh, helping us out. And, and uh, Max's.com for more information, Namira Pistons. Firepower, Roost MX, and of course the folks at FXR Racing and Race Tech Suspension are on board with this as well. Um, Woodrow, so what about our buddy Nick Way? Like he is wide open now, man. He uh, he did helping out Adam Cien Cirillo, McAdoo. Yeah, what a what a what a <laughs> nice second career he's got here. For sure, for sure, yeah. And then a Moto Dad on top of that, a wide so, open Moto Dad. Yeah, full on Moto Dad. Yeah. How so. much do you talk to him? Um, just at the races, really. Like yeah. when I see him at the, the amateur nationals and stuff, um, always, you know, hang out at his pit and stuff like that and catch up. But other than that, I really don't get to talk to him too much. So yeah. he probably would, he wouldn't have time to talk anyways. Dude, his daughter is, you know, really, really high up in gymnastics. Right. So they got that yeah. going on. They got the moto with their, with the kids. Then he's got the yeah. other kids of Bacadu and, and seen Cirillo. Uh, yeah. Nick way, everybody's doing grinding it out. 
Yeah, I remember I remember him talking to me when he first was kind of ending racing, right, and talking about the training thing. And, you know, he wasn't so sure how it was going to work. And, you know, um, I'm glad to see it work out for him, right, because yeah. he's, he's super knowledgeable. Like, there is probably not a better, more knowledgeable guy than he's the smartest uh, what did he, he? I think ninth grade was when he finished school or quit school. Okay. Tenth grade. Yeah, yeah. He's the smartest tenth grader I know. Is what I've always told him. You so. know what I think is pretty funny is like okay, like obviously, you know, money doesn't last forever. You know that better than anybody. You know as far as a motocross career and the salary that you make racing money. Nick made a lot of money, and, and, mm-hmm. and he had a long career, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And he should be applauded for that. He grinds it out like he's got no money, right? <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't have yeah. to work as hard as he does there's just no way but i think that's all he knows yeah Yeah. yep no i think it's it's good man he's still fit and he's still doing it all and um i think he enjoys he loves it right like he loves moto he always has he's always been a a student of the sport right like i remember going to his house in michigan and you know he would just have record you know he have every supercross from the season recorded yeah right and on a on a vhs and you know, he'd probably watch those tapes over and over and over again. So he was always a student for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. He does. Hey, I guess we're it's 2021, Woodrow, and you no offense, don't take this too hard, but you raced. Uh, it's getting to be a long time ago now. And and, yeah. and so do do these kids, do some of these kids, do they know anything about you? Do no, they, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like I, they always ask, like, well, what, did, what did you do when you raced? I'm like, oh, you won Loretta's or um, – <laughs> Like what was your best finish in you know in this or that and I, so they're they're always kind of surprised by that so um, yeah it's it's uh, you know is it is it depressing is it depressing <laughs> I, I mean I don't know I've I've accepted it right I accepted a long time ago <laughs> that it was that it was over and this is kind of coming right so yeah but uh, no it's um you know they'll want they'll you know see me in some old race at some point yeah. You know, kind of be surprised, but it's cool yeah. though. No, like exactly. They're going to GPF to do really well at Loretta's, and the mm-hmm. guy building the track and the guy running the place was an amazing amateur rider with what four Loretta titles? Am I missing? No, nah, just two. Two. Okay, just got two, with yeah. two Loretta Lynn titles and you know and podiums, and yep. it's like they probably don't they don't even know that. <laughs> no, no, like, they don't. Yeah, you're like, listen, kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I remember last year. So they have that like Loretta's trophy, right? That has all the names of yeah. past winners on it or whatever. Uh-huh. And and someone someone saw that and they're like, they came up to me at Loretta's and someone that had been training with me the whole year. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know you won Loretta's before. No <laughs> way! Oh god, <laughs> yeah, that was dude. pretty fun. Yeah, so. uh, de- funny or depressing? I don't know. Right? Yeah, and you know, and I rarely ride anymore either. Yeah. So like, right. it's um when I do ride they're they're kind of surprised that I'm you know able to go fast for a lap so yeah yeah really you're like no actually I I, I just swear I used to be good at this stuff right <laughs> yeah can we, can yeah and I used to be able to go more than one lap too. yeah can we get you out for the world vets Woodrow dude I don't know after hearing the horror stories <laughs> I've been I've been listening to your podcast while I'm working today so yeah it was something else man it's like Vietnam like I said it's, it's oh, no, there's no rules dude yeah um it, man it's like you know now being a race promoter right like it's like how does a track like glenn helen miss yeah. stuff like that or or, oh, or yeah. do that right yeah it's it's unbelievable so and they had something like 900 entries and that's you know, crazy at, at 50 bucks a class wow and wow. then and then and that's for one day so 100 bucks yeah 
nine inch, 900 entries, 100 bucks. everybody's paying. Most guys are racing two days, so they're paying 100 bucks. And so, oh. and, and they got vending and everything else. And I'm not saying, like, they're charging too much because they, they aren't. They're, they're getting a full gate, so they're not charging too much. What I'm saying is they could invest some of that money into the place. For sure. You know? Hire some people to freaking know what they're doing, right? Like, I mean, that's what I do. I bring people in that I know how, that knows how to run races, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm still kind of new at this, right? So we... You know, we hire people that work at Redbud or Baja or, you know, tracks that we know to yeah. come in and help us run this thing the right way. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, um, I, th- I think you have an obligation as a promoter to do that, you know, but for sure. It, it's, Definitely. It's, it's just insane. But anyways, I want to thank the folks at Roost MX. Pulp Nation is the code to save at RoostMX.com. 48-hour turnaround. Chris and Christina, they are Georgia uh, people as well, uh, uh, Woodrow, so... They do, they do good stuff. Pulp Nation Code saves with RoostMX.com. Official merch for Cobra, which I imagine you have a lot of Cobras out there. So, Man, more and more. So yeah. we've kind of gone we've gone younger here in recent How years. So yeah. With, I, I, I kind of started with COVID, right, because there's just more people homeschooling than ever. So, um, you know, there's people – plus, you know, like a lot of people want to move here now too because of – it's you know they they realize the politics of of living up north and yeah and COVID yeah. restrictions and other stuff right so yeah. or yeah. mandates so um, we've seen several families move here recently so well and then I was gonna say mention you know vaccine mandates for kids people are just against that and they yeah. they are homeschooling and they are packing up and you know all the dealerships yeah. are all the TTRs and that kind of stuff are gone from dealerships. Uh, mm. So we have a whole wave of people getting into motorsports and then also you know flocking out to the red states quote unquote to to go yep. riding you know so that's good for you yeah i mean if there's a underlying good thing that came from uh from covid it's is a man it's really a surge in moto because of it right so um awesome seeing so many new people on bikes and you know the fact that you go i went to the bike shop the other day to buy a 110 and you know i've been waiting for a few weeks for it finally got one in and man there was there was five or six people buying bikes while I was there. It was crazy. I just came back from the bike shop. I went out biking before we did this podcast, and I went by the bike shop, and there was a guy buying two Levos, just rolling out two Levo SLs. That's probably yep. 15 grand, 20 grand. Yeah, crazy. What, 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 he, what he was doing. So, um, yeah, it's nuts. So, uh, also, Woodrow, again, people uh, speak to uh, go or speak to go to GPF gpfmx.com to learn more about the third annual cash for class scholarship race it is back mm-hmm. and uh scholarships are being out pay payback for the pros uh should be a good time please check that out um so when you do run into woodrow when you do run into people that you know maybe my age or younger that remember you as loretta's champion remember you as a canadian rider or, or ktm rider mm-hmm. like what do people bring up with you what do they want to talk about what's What's your infamous moment, if you have one, or, or in moto that people uh, are like, oh, I remember that, or whatever? And I don't really think I have one necessarily. No? Um, okay. No, nothing in particular. Yeah. So people are just like, oh, factory KTM, like, what was that like, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what they want to know about is, you know, like the, oh, how is it being on a factory team, you know? And, you know, it was cool. It was a cool experience, right? Cause I, and I got to do some cool stuff because they – you know, kind of transitioned me into developing that 252 stroke when they had it. And, uh, cause, cause nobody wanted to ride it yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there was probably a reason why. So, but, yeah. uh, I was, I was dumb enough to, to still go for it. And yep. it was cool because I learned so much about testing from that experience, you know, and, 
and looking back on it, the stuff I learned about chassis setup and, and, uh, suspension setup and stuff, you know, I still use it today with helping out all the guys here. So right. I learned so much about chassis that I just, you know, I, it, it makes me look back at my younger days, right? Amateur days mm-hmm. of like the mistakes that we made, you know, one of the biggest mistakes we always made was, you know, we'd, we'd show up at Loretta's and race a brand new bike. Yeah, and I and I always I always hated my bike at Loretta's, and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Well, now yeah. now I, I look back and I, I know why because it it was probably an in, my practice bike was probably two inches longer than my race bike from being stretched out, and you know, so just uh, stuff we never knew about, you yeah. know, so that I can kind of kind of help guide some of the guys here, you know, like let's let's break in that frame for a few weeks before you go race at Loretta's or. Or other little tidbits. Oh, so. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I worked for for Red Dog or for for Nick or whoever who, Anaheim won. They hate their bike, you know, because we, yeah. we go ride it Thursday before A one or Wednesday before A one, and then that's your race bike, right? And, yeah, and, yeah. And, but it's got to be new at some point. But yeah, I, I agree. Nobody yes. nobody liked it, right? Yeah, and it's 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 way better with aluminum frame bikes, right? Like yeah. they don't they don't change as much. Steel frame bikes, though, man, the difference was crazy, you know. So. Um, and you know we just couldn't afford to have new bikes all the time as i got towards the end of my racing days or or end of my amateur racing stuff you know it got a little bit better where you know i was able to have nicer equipment you know and didn't have didn't have to ride wore out stuff practicing all the time but uh you know my and and my dad it was not his fault at all right like he was trying to give me and i never complained about it because you know he was doing the best he could he always gave me a brand new bike or awesome bike to race at loretta's you know thinking that was the best thing for me but yeah I would have been better off racing my practice bike. No, you know, looking back at it. Right, so. right. Have you have you completely scrubbed the ECC Suzuki years from your mind, or, or, or just therapy? Oh, How's the therapy? Is the therapy going? That okay was fun that? too. No, that was fun too, man. Good times, <laughs> good stories to tell from that. And you know, it's um, I, I look at how much worse that year could have been if I didn't have help from Suzuki that year. Uh, that year would have been a complete disaster. Like cold, cold so, grass getting you stuff. You mean? Kind yeah, of, kind like of giving me bikes. On, you know, he gave me two extra practice bikes on the side. Uh, you know, I I he gave me a set of kit suspension to use. They paid RG three to do it without running stickers on it. And you know, it was um, you know, without their help, it would have been really, really tough to get through that year. Even yeah. parts. You know, if I needed something, he would just send it to me. So right, I uh, um, I saw Mike Craig the other day. I saw him. Did He's, you? Still around. He's still around. Yeah, he's yeah. still around. Yeah. He I hope I hope Mike's doing okay. But yeah, uh, man. yeah, it's been only a few years since I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um you guys well, you guys got the awards for the most uh I don't want to say ugly bike, but ugly bike around? Jesus. You thought the bike was ugly? I mean kinda, yeah. Lime green Not, and we yellow. Didn't, we didn't no, we didn't have the green one. We had just the red seat covers and stuff. Oh, did you? Okay. All right. Yeah, so was they the were just red. Year before maybe. That yeah, was, that no, was... the next so I was the first year of the team okay. in O two. And I think the second year, O three, they had the or the green. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I didn't like the green either, but I thought our bikes looked pretty cool with the red seat covers. Yeah. And, um yeah. They were they look good for you know, the team itself from the outside looking in looked great right, right. like a lot right. of privateer teams right yeah. had a rig with a nice wrap on it it looked cool you know we had a good setup and but open up the listos uh, and there's nothing in there well pretty much right <laughs> like it was if you didn't bring it yourself like it wasn't it wasn't gonna be there right so um yeah yeah when i was i was supplying my own motors and paying for my own motors and yeah. stuff but but it, it worked out they did pay me they took care of me you know and um made it through the whole season with them so isn't that crazy? Like the, the, the stuff, and it still happens today, Woodrow, as you know, you know, mm-hmm. with these privateer teams, same way. 
Yeah. You're like, they don't have oh, any I parts. Tell, yeah. I, I tell them, I said, you know, a lot of these teams are just smoking mirrors, right? Like it's, you know, from the outside looking in, it's cool. Right. Or, or, you know, I'll get these kids that are like, Oh, well this, this team wants to help me. You know, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Oh, I have to pay for this. I have to pay for this. I said, well, what's, you know, you know, it, it's, it's the mentality of it. Right. Is a little, yeah. a little sideways sometimes, you know, they, they don't understand that, you know, it's uh, a lot of times they're better off just doing it on their own or, well, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what we talked about firepower parts and Chiz earlier. That's what Chiz does. Chiz has offers every year. Exactly. From, from teams, and he's just yeah. like, you know, I, I want to use my suspension. I want to ride yep. a Yamaha. I want, you know what I mean? All of that. And yep. he just, yep. and that's, it's better for him to just do it on his own, you know? Yeah, for sure. Veteran shiz. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's exactly what people don't really, really think about when it comes to our sport, for sure. Um, no. FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life podcast with Josh Woods. Well, Woodrow, thanks for the time, man. Did we miss anything? Did we, did we forget anything? No, uh, man. Okay. No, no, I appreciate you letting me talk about my race a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for that this weekend, and hopefully we can kind of keep that ball rolling with uh, funding for scholarship stuff and keep raising that purse every year. And, um, you know, we have some really, really good kids on their way here coming. Um, You know, uh, Star Yamaha here in Cairo now, too. So, and I think some of those boys are going to make an appearance. Oh, really? Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, so it'd be be cool. How far is the goat farm from you? Like 15 minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's kind of on the other side of Cairo. God, you just, but, uh, I can't believe you just live out there, Woodrow. I need to come out there and see, but I just. <laughs> it's more and more teams are going to start moving this way. I know, I right? I know. I'm, I'm just waiting to sell my place to one of them. Oh, I know, right? Just cash out, Woodrow, and walk <laughs> off into the sunset. Be fantastic. I will. I'll disappear. You, yeah. you and Ray Ray with just so yep, much money. For sure. Uh, well, thanks for the time, man, on the Privateer Pod. Always good to talk to you. Good to catch up. Uh, thanks for your for time. Sure. Good luck with your race. And uh, I don't know. I don't see you at many pro races, Woodrow. What, what, which ones can I see you at? What am I... I'll, well, Supercross, we couldn't go to much. So That's true. But yeah. um, I'll uh, I'll definitely be at some Supercrosses next year. Hopefully we uh, can work away around the pits and, and so... be social with everybody. Yeah, sounds good, man. Well, thanks a lot. And, again, good luck with your race. We'll talk soon, Josh. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. See ya.